Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tori. I'm Tracy. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you from believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time today. Turn up the volume and let's go. Rise and shine. Don't forget your booties. It's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. You can expect a hazardous travel later with that blizzard thing. That blizzard thing? Here's the report. This one is coming from Miss Toombs. I'm obsessed with this podcast from the first episode. As a girl who moved to a new town when I got married, I can relate to everything. I love the real talk and will be sharing with my friends. Keep it up, sisters. Thanks so much, Miss Toombs, for your uh, comment there. The big question on everybody's lips. On their chap lips. Do you think Phil will come out and see his shadow? That's right, woodchuck chuckers. <laughs> Tomorrow is Groundhog Day. And in Punxa to- <laughs> Punxa <laughs> Punxa Tawani? Nope. <laughs> Punks <laughs> Punxa Tawani. Yes, Punxa Tawani. Maybe. Our country's <laughs> oldest groundhog festival. So as you know, according to the legend, tomorrow, February 2nd, if the groundhog wakes and sees his shadow, we've got six more weeks of winter to look forward to. So keep your fingers crossed that he doesn't. All right. Yay. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed that. If you know what we're talking about, then you have seen this movie, Groundhog Day. And if you don't, you should watch it. Because <laughs> you got none of that. You're like, is this the right podcast? I bet. What are they doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, we love the movie. And for those of you that don't know, it was created in 1993. Yeah. So back in the 1900s, as I'm learning, oh, this is what we say I now. Know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, Tracy, do you want to feel old for a second? Yes. Uh, I was seven when that oh. movie came out. Yep. I was a teenager. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, so is my husband. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird, isn't it? You, I was like, he could actually go to the movie theater by himself to go see that movie. I know. At that point, it was such a funny movie. So creative, you know, so neat. But now that you watch it, and we're going to share with you guys a few different perspectives to look at it. It's actually a really good movie. It is. It is. Am I right or am I right or am I right? And we just watched it this week. I'm not going to lie. I watched the whole thing for the first time this week. And I let my eight-year-old and my seven-year-old watch it. Now, while there's some parts that they didn't quite get, but they were like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) 
some of that stuff. Well, so. in the 90s, you're not quite sure if a PG movie, it's PG, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the PG movie is going to be. <laughs> Although I want to say everything that was PG is now G rated and everything that was PG-13 is now like PG. PG. Yeah. Like, the, the rating scale has shifted a bit. Yes. Uh-huh. They've let go a little bit on what they will accept. Yeah. It's it's a little different. What was the movie? Oh, Big. Big <gasps> is a movie. Good yes. movie. But maybe a few parts that are not kid appropriate. And we watched it a lot as a child. So, okay. We thought this would be fun. Playoff Groundhog Day. It is here. And there is either a love or hate relationship with the thought of Groundhog Day. So some people love a routine structure, same thing every day and find peace in that. And some hate it. How do you feel about it? I'm a mix of both. As I I like having routine with my kids, that is a routine that I like. But personally, if I start doing the same thing over, I get bored. I yeah. I, I keep looking like, okay, what's the next thing? As an Enneagram 7, I, I want the next adventure. I want to do something else outside the norm, outside of the routine. But when it comes to parenting, I love a routine and schedule. Yeah, I absolutely do too. And I think that's the only way that I'm organized with four kids and like getting out of the house and stuff is if we have that routine. I think that's why I love the weekends is because Monday through Friday is so structured, you know, get the kids up this time, get them ready, breakfast, out the door, school, all of that. And then obviously my fillers in between during the days and then pick the kids back up. And then it's like the same thing every afternoon and evening, right? So that structure helps But how do we find the joy in those moments and how do we find the excitement or joy positivity in the typical Groundhog Day, for example? So when we moved here, this is something that both you and I, we've talked about. When we moved here and we didn't have the places to go and the things to do, Groundhog Day was what we were living. It was that mundane over and over and over, that excitement. What time of year did you move? July. Okay. Yeah. So it was right before school started. So we moved in the middle of the summer, which was kind of hard because we were trying to like wrap up summer, which it was very short summer for us because our school district where we moved from in Chicago ran till the end of June and it started in August here. So my kids had a short summer. So we were trying to jam everything in, in the summer. So we were doing all the fun things. So my groundhog day started when the kids went back to school and we'd been doing all the fun things. And then it was okay, let's get into a routine and let's figure out what we're doing. And that was when I started to really feel the weight of, well, what's my purpose? What am I going to do? I'm living in this place, doing the same thing over and over and over. And I wasn't happy. I think for us, it was, we moved here at right before Thanksgiving. And if you're not familiar with the Midwest, um, people hibernate yep. <laughs> here because it's cold. And we literally did not see a neighbor for four months until it warmed up. And I will say, actually, it was longer because the first Easter we had, it snowed. Mm-hmm. And then I asked my husband, what sweet hell did you move us to? <laughs> There's nothing going on. We're closing the road. Big blizzard moving in. What blizzard? It's a couple of flakes. I was like, I am, where's my Easter dress and my heels? This is not it. Yeah. We Uh, have, our Easters are definitely snow boots and heels. I mean, we've been one or the other. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But it was, it was with the kids. It was the preschool thing. We had gotten them, but I mean, it was the same routine and we didn't have the after school activities. We didn't have the outside groups. And then we would just come home to what felt like an empty neighborhood Yeah, because we didn't see anybody. And then you do, you just get into that 
mundane. Here we go. Another day, make the lunch, da, 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 chauffeur, chauffeur, chauffeur. So, well, one of the quotes that we both connected to and laughed with from the movie was, what would you do if you were stuck in one place? And every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered. And I think that last part is what really stuck to us because when we moved here, both of us felt like that purpose had been not stolen from us, not like it just kind of, you know, muffled. Like we knew obviously, you know, our mystery is our children, our family, our marriage, all of those things are important to us. So it's not that those things went away. So we knew that what we were doing could matter. I think we both struggled with what does that look like here? Right. And I think, too, motherhood in general gives you that when, I mean, you had a successful career prior to kids, Mm -hmm. right? And so you felt that purpose. You have felt that purpose elsewhere other than just motherhood. Yeah. And so... Motherhood is absolutely fulfilling, and it is absolutely our primary purpose. But most moms, I mean, I would dare to say even all moms, you're not just mom, Mm -hmm. and that you need to be doing something that the outside, not outside of the home per se, but because here we are in our closet, (laughs) um, but that that is purpose-filling. And striven. Like, it's purpose-driven. Right. You know, and I think that we both have done multiple things throughout. And as we look at motherhood, and we are referencing Groundhog Day, you know, in the beginning of motherhood, when you have newborns, I mean, it's eat, sleep, play, eat, sleep, play. I mean, that could not be any more yeah. Groundhog Day. Or how's it? Eat, play, sleep. Is that how we do this with babies, with newborns? Yeah, I'm about maybe. seven years out, so I'm a little out of that routine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yes, sleep, that's, sleep if you're lucky. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did you sleep well, Mr. Connors? I slept alone, Mrs. Lancaster. <laughs> We've got a couple of friends going through that. Well, and I think that when you do have that like heavy weight and that heavy feeling of like, is this cycle ever going to end? Like, am I going to get to do something that I want to do without feeling selfish? You know, we have so much that's within us and we need to be able to share it. And I think you do feel that like routine, mundane, if you're not bringing a little bit of that piece outside of you. Well, one of the things that when we finished watching the movie and you and I had talked about it, but there are actually some good morals out of this silly, silly movie, believe it or not. And the main one would be live every day as if you were Phil in the movie Groundhog Day. and. That's simply because, like, it takes him a while to figure it out. Yeah. He was, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, he was trying every single day to do something different. Spoiler alert. Granted, this movie was made in 1993, so don't get mad at us for (laughs) telling you how it goes. But basically what happens is this weatherman goes to Puxatawney. um, Oh, that's how you say it. Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And he goes to do this groundhog thing, but the next day he wakes up and he has to relive Groundhog Day over and over. And so he starts doing crazy things. Like at one point he robs an armored truck. At one point he drives on train tracks. He throws himself off a ravine Mm -hmm. with the groundhog. And the next day, every time he wakes up, it's 6 a.m. And he listens to his alarm clock radio go off. And he knows that he's living the exact same day over. So it takes him a while. Fun fact. 
Okay. Somebody did a study trying to figure out how long the loop is because it doesn't give you a timeline of how many days he lives in this time loop that to learn the piano, to learn French and to learn like the other skills that he picks up that you catch on throughout the movie. It's 33 years. So it does take a while to create routines and grow and become who you want to be. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. But what's interesting, though, is that when he starts the time loop, he starts it all out for himself. Right. Every single day he tries to get something out of for himself. Like he's living every day for himself as in trying to get a date with a girl or he robbed the armor truck, like I said. But I do love his transition, I would say, from selfishness to selflessness. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the whole goal of the movie and being intentional in like he was taking note every single day. So that's something that's interesting on that one. Right. So like, for example, the the girl he wanted to have a date with. Yes. Okay. He every single day, his goal was to get her to go out with him and he would learn that she doesn't like white chocolate, that she doesn't like fudge, and her favorite, favorite drink. Yeah, her, the sweet vermouth with a twist drink, which even my husband was like, that's awful. And that she would cheers to world, world peace. peace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Different was- things he kept taking small notes of and making changes every single day. Exactly. So he was more and more like her and making her believe that, oh my gosh, we have this in common, this in common. But if you take away the lesson from that for ourselves, it would be like, figure out what works and what doesn't work. Like, are you a morning person? Not everybody is, and that's okay. Right. So don't do the tasks at hand when you're groggy and not brain focused. Are you more of an afternoon person? Like, you know, it's finding, playing with every single day, tweaking every single day to see for the optimal day. Yeah. And I think when we both have made some new routines in the last two years, right? I mean, can we talk about how 2020 was Groundhog Life, like living for everybody? I mean, no kidding. you know, we were in quarantine. We were doing the same thing over and over. We were trying to add spice to our life and playing different family games that we'd never played before or going on walks in different trails we'd never been on. Just all the things, you know, we were trying to think outside the box. And that is what we want to encourage you to be doing is take something that felt good today or worked well today and try it again tomorrow. Gosh, you're an upbeat lady. You know, I'm a morning person. I love getting up in the morning and having my coffee and having my quiet time, but that is not you. No. And that is okay. (laughs) But we each have found what works for us. We want you to be intentional. In fact, I'm a little worried. I just want you guys to know this. We're traveling here in a couple of months together. <laughs> I booked and, a morning flight. And she booked a morning flight back. And I had the opportunity, because I hadn't booked my flight yet, to book later in the afternoon. And she goes, well, you're not going to book it later in the afternoon just so you could sleep in, right? And I was like, why not? <laughs> yeah. So I did book the same flight to go back home with her. Mm-hmm. But you can sacrifice your sleep to be with your friend. I know. I know. So <laughs> Okay, yeah. the second moral fun lesson from this was that life is so much more enjoyable when you take the focus off yourself and put it genuinely on others. And obviously that is what he was trying to do or as he grew along in the movie, realized that that is how his life was going to be more fulfilling. And that as mamas is probably one of the hardest 
things to get a hold of because here's the deal. We are selfless. We do things for our kids all the time. So are we helping others? Absolutely. But there's one extra step that we can be doing in our communities that is serving others. And it's hard to, when you are in just crazy chaos season that you're in, shuffling your kids, doing all the, you know, on the go stuff. When you're in that season, it's hard to think, hey, can I help someone else out? But I can promise you, because I am in a village that serves one another and I have people who serve me, that it is way more gratifying to be serving other families because I know how hard it is to be a mom in that season. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as just saying yes. Like I've had a friend just message me, hey, can my daughter come with you after school so I can have a couple hours with my husband? Sure. What's one more out of two? I mean, it's not, it wasn't difficult. It was, it was an easy thing and it's better to give than to receive. Right. So when you really are putting yourself out there and saying yes to opportunities, when somebody says, Hey, I need help or finding those places where your friends, uh, your community is struggling and going, Oh gosh, you know, they're late to practice every single week. Maybe if I swing by and pick up that kid, you know, that would really help that mama out. Are you relating to me always being late? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> kind of. I mean, you said it. I didn't. So, Oh, it's I, I do pretty good when it's just a kid or two. But when it's all of us, it gets a lot harder. And then when it's just me, really? it's worse. You say no, the- then oh. when it's just me, it's worse because I think I have all this time in the world because I, I don't have my kids. <laughs> and then I'm late. <laughs> she has no idea. All of a sudden, something that takes five minutes is taking 15. And she's like, oh, wait, I'll be on my way here in half an hour. Yeah. So. Well, welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing, what was really interesting to watch in Groundhog Movie was that like towards middle to end, when he's figuring out that he's going to be doing this time loop for who knows how long, why doesn't he be doing something productive in it, right? So he starts learning French. He starts taking piano lessons. And the idea that we can get from that is if every day you improve 1%, by the end of the year, you're 365% better off than when you started. And it's a day. I mean, just a little bit. And that could be 1% could be just reading 10 pages in a book or one memorizing one verse a day. If you focus on just like little bitty baby steps, you, before you know it, you've improved yourself or improved a skill or something like that just by little bitty things. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy. That's what we always say, though, is baby steps, whether it's your health and wellness journey or, you know, learning like you said, a new language. Or for me, it's like just getting up in the morning, just doing a little bit at a time. I started with five minutes earlier, then it was 10 minutes earlier, you know, like just now I'm an hour earlier than when my kids get up because I've seen the value of that focus time for me. But when it comes down to the 1% of it, it's not going to happen every single day. But just like with you and I in this podcast, we've been, we've spent six months to get to here, but we know this is the long haul, but we also, we don't want to rush it. Both. Well, some of us do. Well, some of us are like, come mm-hmm. on, let's go. But we are going. <laughs> we are. Well, that's it, is that we don't give enough credit to the 1%. Yeah, to all that we've done in such a short right. amount of time. I mean, when we look back and to see how this is episode 12 mm-hmm. and that what we have done in the last six months, I mean, there are people that take an entire year 
mm-hmm. to launch a podcast. And we have created content all the way through March, essentially. Yeah. Like, that- and a lot of it is trusting God's timing on things, you know. That's why we wanted to encourage you in this lighthearted way because there are a lot of things that everybody wants to do, but you're feeling stuck. Someday somebody's going to see me interviewing a ground. I think I don't have a future. And we want to encourage you that 1%, one little thing every single day can get you where you want to go. Whether it's you want to feel better, lose weight, train a marathon. Like, obviously, those things, they take one day at a time. You have to start out running a mile before you get to 26, you know? too often in culture, society tells us, like, run 26 miles in three weeks. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? No, that's ridiculous. Or the lose 30 pounds in 30 days thing. Also ridiculous. But it's because we think that we should have huge results in a short amount of time because we live in a microwave society. Mm -hmm. If I can't get this warm and hot and going in 30 seconds, then what's the point? When really, like we said, just like that 1%, making it a priority 1% each day. Yeah. And I think moms, we maybe go through more seasons of that. For me, it was not until... (laughs) gosh, seven years after I had my first one that like I came out and I'm like, okay, there's still something for me to be doing. You know, I was stuck in the grind and in the groundhog for seven years of babies and breastfeeding and all the things. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. That once I got to that, I wanted to go from zero to 100. I wanted a career back. I wanted all these things, but it didn't look the same. It was going to look different. It was going to take different timing. And I had to slowly learn a new way of handling being career focused, being driven, and still being a mom. You have to learn new ways. So we just want to encourage you that if you are living in a Groundhog Day, that you can find peace. You can find joy and love in that. Absolutely. And know that you're not going to get every day right. There are going to be days that you do not get right. Just like Phil, there was days that he would say the wrong answer and then he'd be like, well, well, I'll try again tomorrow. When you know that going in, I'm going to screw this up. I am not going to make the progress that I want every single time. I am not going to wake up early every single day. There's going to be a day that I press snooze. Then you're less likely to get like frustrated and assume perfection out of yourself. Yeah. Because you're not in comparison with anybody but yourself. You're only trying to get yourself better than you were the day before. Right. And bad days don't make bad moms. That is like a quote that stuck with me out of a book I read. I'll put it in the show notes because it actually is one of my favorite like motherhood books that I read. Like, let's think about that. Like, if you're having a bad day, like I did yesterday, it was okay day, but then it was shutting my daughter's fingers in the door, and that was awful. The mom guilt of all those feelings. How could you? That's terrible. I know. Such a bad mom. You are such a bad mom. <laughs> no. You are actually a good mom, Tracy. Yes, I know. Thank you. You are a good mom, Tori. <laughs> Maybe you should listen to episode, what was that? Nine? Nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be nine. Yes. All mamas need to listen to episode nine. But yes, no bad days equal bad moms. We have those moments and we get to wake up, start over again the next day. By the grace of God, every new morning is a new day and a new chance to be your best. And remember, if God wakes you up the next morning, you're not done yet. Like you are not done yet. So he's like, well, let's try that again, shall we? Or come on. But look at it as every day is a new adventure. Like you can change it just a little bit or see what new person you can help or how can you make 
today better than yesterday was. And so. Well, and the fun thing that he said at the end, when he like looks outside and sees the snow. Do you know what today is? No, what? (laughs) Today is tomorrow. It had actually happened. The day was different. It, It looked different or the people were gone. There was snow on the ground. And he had this like new look at life. And it is next day. And that's what we should do. We should look at the next day as it's tomorrow. There's something new and fresh every single day. All right. Well, we're going to leave you to a call to action, but this one's a little bit different than our typical ones. And we definitely want you to watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different perspective. One, you're probably a little bit older than when you maybe saw it the first time or two. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Like, look at it with, like, with a couple of the things that we've mentioned, you know. Um, Enjoy the one-liners that are just so great. Nancy? Nancy Taylor? (laughs) But enjoy that part. But then also just kind of look at it and see how he transitions and how he handles it. And then why? I mean, why was Groundhog Day over? It's because he had finally made a great transition to be a better person. And let's hope that Phil really doesn't see his shadow. Right. Let's, and I mean, summer's let's coming. Please. Please, <laughs> please in early spring. Or please in early yes, spring. this closet will be warmer. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, right, exactly. But both of us would like to remind you to share this. Share our episodes. If you are a loyal listener, we thank you so, so much. But we want this message to be out for other mamas, other women, other friends. I mean... We really do. So put this in your stories, put this on your Facebook page, put this in your Instagram, and don't forget to write a review so you can be named on our our next show. And we have some special guests. We have recorded a few guests that will be coming out in February and March. We are going to maybe alternate a Tori and Tracy and then the next week a guest. We're just kind of filling in because we know that there are more messages that need to be spread than the experiences and the ones that just she and I know. And so we're going to give this a trial run with some guests talking about other phases of motherhood, other struggles and victories. And we're also going to be talking to other moms who are doing other careers and how they have been able to step into what God has called them to do. And we hope that as we transition and grow, you continue to come along with us for the ride, give our guests the love and support that you have given us, and continue to share, share, share. This is the only way that this podcast reaches more listeners and more hearts. Absolutely. And get into our Facebook group. Like That is where you guys can give us feedback, ask us questions. You got an idea for a show or a guest that you would love to hear from? Let us know. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, housewives. This is Tori. This is Tori. Tracy, over here, live, live your own groundhog. <laughs> live your groundhog. Live it. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated. Older and braver than yesterday stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, but living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Find our link in the show notes. Be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, freely, and be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.